So the so in applying the uh, the principles, uh, let's look very briefly at the at the five laws or or really they're just principles themselves. Those are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring in our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review comes from Jackie Rowe with Integrity Real Estate out of Maryland. So Jackie says, this is my go-to podcast. I've been an American Lifestyle Magazine client since day one of my real estate journey. My clients love it. I look forward to each episode of the podcast and check this out. Even look forward to the bad dad joke. There you go. Another dad joke (laughs) reference. Thank you for all you do to grow my business. You guys rock. Thank you very much, Jackie, for leaving that review. Our guest today, super excited, is Bob Berg. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence with total book sales, well over a million copies. And I think before the podcast, he mentioned might be over 2 million copies now. He's a speaker, a timeless thought leader, and has been named one of the top 30 leaders in business with his book, The Go-Giver, being ranked number 10 on Inc. Magazine's list of the most motivational books ever written. Bob, honored to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Uh, Josh and Luke, appreciate both of you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are super excited to interview you. We got to give a shout out to Kim Angeli. So Kim Angeli has been an amazing client of ours. We interviewed her on this show. We've done webinars together, so you guys know about her. I think Kim might be the connector that you've talked talk about in the book. Yeah, yeah, I I would not doubt that at all. (laughs) She's she's just remarkable. She she really is. And she connected us to you. We are honored to have you. I mean, to to sell, I think you said GoGivers 1.25 million right now in sales book wise. Yeah. To sell Mm -hmm. that many books is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. People don't understand with book sales. I mean, it is insanely hard to sell books. Mm -hmm. And to do that with a book is unbelievable. So I'd love to just dive right in and ask you, what does it mean to be a go-giver? Like this took off for you in this book. What does that mean? And how have you seen that concept help businesses grow? Yeah, so it, it, it simply means this, that that the person understands that shifting their focus, and this is really where it all begins with the focus, uh, shifting their focus from getting to giving. Now, when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. So understanding that doing so is not only a, a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for any kind of way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reason. No, just give and do good things. No, nothing nothing like that at all. It's actually very, very rational, very logical when you think about it. When you're that person who can move your focus off of yourself and place it on serving others, discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire. When you can move off of yourself and onto solving other people's challenges and problems, when you can move from from a focus on yourself to a focus on helping move other people closer to happiness, 
people feel good about you. They feel great about you, right? They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you. They want to be a part of your life and they want to tell others about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassador. So, you know, that's really the the basic premise, what it's all about. So talk a little bit about how someone puts that into practice then, because in the book you talk, I think you even say like you can think about it all day, but until you actually do it and you actually take action on mm-hmm. the practices mm-hmm. of being a go-giver, you mentioned like five laws. I don't know if you want to get into or kind of go over sure. bullet point style each one of those, but how can someone put that into practice? Sure. And what you say about taking action is very important. That's why we, you know, people ask, well, the opposite of a go-giver, is that a go-getter? No, not at all. We love go-getters because go-getters, just as, as it says behind, you know, the two of you, go-getters take action. Yeah. Right. They, um, uh, you know, we all know uh, the three of us, um, Ethan, the producer, uh, and everybody watching this, we all know that you can have the the best thoughts, the nicest ideas, and the greatest of intent. But unless action is put into the mix, nothing's gonna happen. It simply cannot happen. Which is why, as you recall, the mentor in the story, Pindar, the main mentor, told the protege, Joe, that the one condition of mentorship was what? That Joe had to apply each law he learned that very day. day. Yeah. So we say be a go-getter, a person of action and a go-giver, a person absolutely, totally laser focused on providing immense value to others. Be a go-getter and a go-giver. Just don't be a go-taker. Right. And so it it makes so much sense. Um, Every entrepreneur that we've come across that has really, really succeeded the time from idea to implementation and I'm holding up my hands for those who are listening audio-wise. It's like there's no time in between. The hands are literally together. But for people who don't have success, what happens is they they have an idea, and then the time between the idea and implementation, there's such a gap, and they usually fill it with external excuses. I see in the business space people going running to operational things. They got to figure out all the operational things before they actually can sell something. But regardless of that, it's like the time from actual idea to implementation needs to be next to nothing and for success to really happen for people. Yeah, I think there's, and I, I first heard Robert Ringer coin this term, uh, a bias toward action, right? And so uh, I, I think that is, I, I think you're exactly right. There is a, a definite bias toward action for successful uh, people, successful entrepreneurs. So the so in applying the uh, the principles, uh, let's look very briefly at the at the five laws or or. Really, they're just principles themselves. Those are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Now, the law of value says your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now, this sounds counterintuitive when you first hear it. Give more in value than I take in payment. That you know, that sounds all nicey nice and everything, but it also kind of sounds like a recipe for bankruptcy. How am I supposed to give more in value than I take in payment and survive, never mind thrive, right? Mm. So we simply have to understand the difference between uh, price and value. 
Price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It simply is what it is. Value, on the other hand, is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth to another person that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you make a very healthy profit. I often give a very basic example. It would be the accountant you hire to do your taxes and she charges you a thousand dollars. That's her fee or literally her price. But what value does she provide in exchange? Well, she saves you $5,000 on your taxes that you wouldn't be able to do yourself because if you're not an accountant, she saves you countless hours of time, which frees you up to be more productive or simply enjoy life more. Uh, and she provides you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. So she's given you well over uh, $5,000 in use value in exchange for $1,000 fee or price. She gave you more in value than she took in payment. So you feel great about it. And she also made a very healthy profit because it was worth it to her to exchange her time, her energy, her knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for that that $1,000 fee. Uh, one of my old heroes, Harry Brown, used to say, in any free market-based exchange, and when I say free market, I simply mean no one's forced to do business with anyone else. People do it on their own of their own volition. In any free market-based exchange, there should always be two profits, the buyer profits and the seller profits because mm -hmm. each of them come away better off afterwards mm -hmm. than they were beforehand. But here's the important part mm -hmm. <clears throat> that this happened, not because your accountant was focused on the money she was getting. She was focused on the value she was providing. The money was the result. This is why John David Mann, my awesome co-author and really the lead writer, storyteller. Um, what's why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value, mm. right? It's yeah. it's a, the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, uh, meaning that the value must be your focus. You mm. focus on the value you're providing. The money you receive is simply a natural result of that. that value. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Good. I there was this exercise that I did one time that I challenge every business to do. If you're a product based business. Um, so some of you are service-based, some of you are product-based. And even if you're service-based, you have products and stuff probably you offer is think about all your features of your product, write down every single feature of what you offer and then corresponding right next to it, write the value mm. that that brings. Because when it's like kind of tapping into what you're saying, which is if you focus through the lens of value, like features tell value sells, right, is the concept. But if you focus through the lens of value, you now know how to communicate by what the client actually wants to hear and what they're actually mm -hmm. receiving from you, not the feature that's part of your tool or product. Sure. And yeah, absolutely true. And even that is still just the intrinsic value of what your product provides. Okay. So in other words, if, if, if you're a financial advisor, let's say, and I know you have financial yep. advisor clients, uh, the um, financial advice is, is the feature. The benefit is they help people create and manage wealth, right? Give them, a, uh, you know, a legacy to leave and uh, enjoyment in their retirement and some, you know, all these great things. 
But here's the thing, that's still intrinsic to the product or service itself. It's by design what it was supposed to do. And in and of itself doesn't necessarily distinguish them from any other financial advisor or anybody else selling a product or service. That's where, and what happens is if a potential process, if a prospective client cannot distinguish between any two or more salespeople, products, services, whatever, it's always going to come down to who has the lowest price or fee. Mm -hmm. And unless your last name is um, Walmart or (laughs) Amazon.com, right? Trying to make low price, your unique selling proposition is not a productive way to do business. It's not, uh, um, it's, 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 first of all, it's not rewarding. It's also not profitable and it's absolutely not sustainable. Mm. When you sell on price, um, you're a commodity. When yeah. you sell on value, you're a resource. Yeah. So the key is communicating also that ex- extrinsic value, that value over and above the product or service and its features and benefits itself. Um, so how do you do that? Well, the short answer is you become that additional value because they're buying you before they're buying your company, before they're buying your product or service. So how do you do that? Well, the good news is there are dozens, if not hundreds of ways to communicate that additional value, but they tend to come down to what we call the five elements of value. And those elements of value are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. Mm -hmm. And to the degree that you and your team can communicate those elements of value from that initial touch point, whether it's a, an inbound, uh, call or, or inbound from something that you've some, uh, content you've put out there, whether it's inbound or whether it's outbound, a phone call or you've met in per whatever, however that the, that initial introduction has happened through the relationship building process, the follow up and follow through the sales process, the referral process, to the degree that you're able to communicate those five elements of value, that's the degree that you take price and competition out of the picture. Mm, that is so good. That is so good. So talk about the next law. So the next one is the law of compensation. And this one says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So where law number one said to give more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us the more people whose lives you touch with that exceptional value, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. Uh, your account in the first example, she did a wonderful job of giving you more in value than she took in payment. So you feel great about her. You would do business with her again and you'd probably refer her to others, right? Well, her other clients feel the same way. So our accountant is very quickly amassing an army of personal walking ambassadors. And as she continues to add that kind of exceptional value to the lives of more and more people, her income will continue to grow and grow. In this part of the story, the mentor, Nicole Martin, who we call the CEO, she shared with Joe, the protege, that the law of value represents your potential income, but it's not enough to serve just one person, no matter how much value you you provide. Okay. Law number two is is all about law of compensation is your actual income because it's about the number of lives you impact. Mm. And that's the key. We could say exceptional value plus significant reach equals very high compensation. Yeah, it's so good. I love how you use the word impact as well. 
It's the Thank amount you. of people you actually impact and actually make a difference mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah. So let's tackle one more law here because I don't want to give everyone, I don't want to go over everything. You got to read, you gotta the, book, read the book. You got to be reading. But I do want, because I know we have a lot of people <laughs> that listen to this podcast that are in a position where they are attempting to influence another person, right? Whether sure. that's in a service-based sales position, mm-hmm. uh, they're in sales, they're in service, they're, they're uh, attempting to help, but they're also attempting to uh, coach and guide and influence. And your third law touches on that, this law of influence idea. Yeah. Yeah. The law of influence says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Well, if law number one sounded counterintuitive, this one sounds downright counterproductive, (laughs) if not Pollyanna-ish, right? Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place their interests first. And yet it's absolutely very true. Now, uh, let me clarify and qualify this, if I may. When we say place the other person's interests first, we certainly do not mean that you should be anyone's doormat or a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. Absolutely not at all. Hmm. It's simply understanding as Joe, the protege learned in the story from several of the mentors, the golden rule of business, of sales, what have you, is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know like and trust Mm. and there's no faster more powerful or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from that i focus or me focus to that other focus looking to a sam one of the mentors uh advised joe make your win all about the other person's win you know uh, why is this so important Uh, when i When I speak at sales conferences, one of the first things I'll say is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Okay, (laughs) They're not going to buy from you because you need the money or would like the sale to happen. And they're not going to buy from you just because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you because ultimately they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that makes total sense when you think about it. Why would anyone buy from you or from me or from anyone else for any other reason, right? But this is great news for that person who has that that entrepreneur or sales professional who has a heart to serve others. When you're truly focused on them, right? When you're truly, when your entire being is all about making their life better through your product, service, and the excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation you you communicate, you've created that, that benevolent context for your success. Mm. Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel, running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acre and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. When you look at your years of doing this, what is the big frustration that you have in looking at businesses or people that are trying to apply your methodology and your framework 
but they're they're misinterpreting. Like, what is the number one oh. like fallacy you see people misinterpreting about your principles? Okay, so the, the, that that's actually it's a great question, yeah. and it hits a couple different things. Um, so let's go back to the fallacies in a second. First, what I think is most frustrating, not for me, but I think frustrating in that I'd like them to be able to, that I feel badly for them for, for struggling with it. And that is that when someone really truly believes they're adding value to other people, but they're really not Mm. because what they're doing is they're adding value as they understand value not as the other person does. Remember, value is the relative worth or desirability of the thing, which means value is always in the eyes of the beholder. Hmm. And you cannot know what another person values without discovering this. Okay. And until you do, what you, then, then what you're doing is you're adding value as you would like someone to add value to you. And it's not necessarily the same thing. So, so the, go ahead. I was just going to say it's so good. It's like the love languages. It reminds me of love. Languages. Uh, exactly. Very heard. much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Because remember, we all operate from our own set of beliefs uh, and they're unconscious beliefs. We don't even realize there are, there are beliefs and uh, we see the world in a certain way. Now, remember just like in the, in the five love languages book, um, you know, we believe that basically Everybody else sees the world the same way we do, which makes intuitive sense, by the way. How could it be anything different? It's all we know. Yeah. Right. And so and yet it's not true. They see it their way. They value different things. Different things bring them happiness than than do us. So so that's the biggest frustration I think people have in that they think they're giving value and doing what the book says when really they're not giving value from the other person's point of view. As far as fallacies go, well, there's a, there's a lot of them. First, I think just with the term go-giver, that kind of, if someone doesn't read the book and they just see the term, it sounds like you're just giving things away or, mm-hmm. you know, giving yourself away uh, as though you're not profitable. Well, go-givers tend to be the most profitable because go-givers are selling on high value, not low price, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, or someone might think, well, doesn't it mean being taken advantage of? Absolutely not. Again, there's nothing about being a go-giver that's congruent with being a doormat or being self-sacrificial. Um, if someone's constantly being taken advantage of as a pattern, you know, not, I'm not saying every so often like it's going to happen in life, right? Unless you never leave the house. But other than that, at some point, someone's going to take advantage of you. But uh, but if it's a pattern in someone's life, they, they need to know it's not because they're a nice person or they're a giving person. It's because they're doing things in a certain way that creates the environment for them to be taken advantage of. Mm. And they need to first understand that and be conscious of that. They need to take the unconscious, which is what that always is, and turn it into something conscious. Only when it, when a problem is conscious are, do we have an opportunity to go about correcting that. Right. Yes. And yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'd say those are sort of, you know, mm. some of the things you, you, you know, when, when people say, uh, you know, go giver and they, they kind Makes of misinterpret sense. that a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's like, I think about my journey so far and because we're in the real estate insurance, financial advising space and many others, it's a big, big networking type space and, you know, relationship driven business space. 
And I find that one of the best ways you can support or you can give to people is by just showing up for them, just mm-hmm. supporting them. I, I think people underestimate in the giving that it's like, you know, John Ruland's a great one to listen to for the gift side of giving. You know what I mean? Like the strap, yeah. like because he's amazing. He wrote the book Giftology, and we, That's a good book, yeah, yeah, we had him on the show. He he's pretty incredible. His thought process, good guy. But I really see a lot of power in just being there for people. Like I think we underestimate as business professionals just the power of supporting and showing up for people and being yeah. there and supporting what they do and what they're into. And so your kind of thought process on we tend to give based upon what we want to receive. It's so valid versus thinking through how can I, what does this person want and how can I show up for them and support them in their desires and what they want? I think it's so powerful. And Joe Campert, he's a guy in insurance. If you're in insurance, follow him at the insurance syndicate group. This guy does that. He just gives and shows up for people um, all day long, and you can see it, and you see it in his relationships and his business. Guess what? It, exactly what you're saying, Bob, is booming. Like, yeah. it's booming. And it's just because, and he doesn't even try. He doesn't try to sell anything. It's just you just want to do business. You want to be around him because of his energy, and he just cares about you, and he's just giving back to you and supporting you. It's, it's pretty interesting just seeing. I'm thinking about my own journey and going, yeah, yeah this plays out so true, but it's mm-hmm. undervalued. Yeah. You know why? Because principles are they feel almost mystical. They feel intangible. Like when you talk about influence or value, it's like, it feels like almost like intangible. Like how do I get my hands around it to, to wake up? Like telling somebody you got to make a hundred phone calls tomorrow. That feels very tangible, right? Hey, wake up, make a hundred phone calls. (laughs) But the principles I see them as kind of like, you got to build your house on these foundations. And when you build your house, your business on this foundation, it won't blow over. Right. And you'll build a, a structure that lasts. But if you build it on the wrong foundation, whether it's material gain or whatever, it's going to crash. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Would love to ask you, Bob, because we we tend to ask some people this, but you're an author, right? So you've written multiple books, sold a couple million copies. What books had the biggest impact on your life and why? Is there so one? that's uh, it's a great question. It's a tough question for me because there's so many that have impacted me so much. It's hard to really... Um, it's hard to really narrow them down, but let me try and and just kind of do the best I can. Um, I think a book like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie has got to be one that has just added immeasurably to my life in terms of you know now I, I you know I I was very fortunate to go to grow up with wonderful parents and a dad who uh, his people skills were as good as Carnegie's believe me only with dad it was very natural he just had this way with people a That's genuine awesome. interest in the other part yeah and I got to observe that when I read Carnegie's book though it kind of showed me why it, you know dad was so successful with people, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so I just, I I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've been through Carnegie's book and, or just I'll pick it up and just turn to any chapter. And, you know, it's always exactly what I needed to hear, you know, uh, then you've got books like, um, I think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Then you got a book like uh, peace, power and plenty. Now that one is marked up. I see all those. I've never, I've never so heard of that one, Peace, Power, and Plenty. So it was written in 1909 by Orson Sweat Martin. He was, a lot of people consider him the father of the modern-day personal development movement. He was oh. the founder of Success Magazine. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I did not okay. know that. Okay. Yeah. And this is one of his, his um, most famous books. Um, what I did in this is I... I couldn't even write on the, the book itself. It's just too precious a book, you know? It's, so what I did is I, I just wrote n- notes on the uh, yellow highlighted parts. Yeah, look but at what's that. interesting is like every page has these just uh, gems of wisdom, you know? So I'm going to um, have to pick that book see. up. I've never heard of that book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This, uh, that's another book, a rarity. I usually have heard of these books and that's awesome. Uh, most people have not heard of that book, and I hadn't until about 20 years ago. A, a guy by the name of Danny Cox, who was a speaker and uh, former fighter pilot, uh, he turned me on to to this book. He'd asked me, had I ever heard of Orson Sweat Martin? No. And he said, well, get this book. And then I started studying Martin and finding out more about him and everything. So um, another book that's made a huge difference in my life is a book that was published in 1960, and the title is Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. Hmm. And it's really the first book that I read that showed me how our beliefs uh, dictate our lives. And again, our beliefs are unconscious. And our basic belief system is simply the way we see the world, hmm. the way yeah. we understand the world. And if we believe a certain thing about life, whether it's about money, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about health, whether it's about what have you, that's how we're going to operate because that's the the frame, almost the matrix, if you will. If you yep. remember the first movie that we're, yeah. we're living in. Um, personally, I call it our unconscious operating system. And, you know, most people we grow up, live lives, think they're operating out of conscious choice when really they're operating within a very mm. defined matrix of of choices of what they're right. And uh, but we don't know that because it's unconscious That's and unless you get plugged in or get the plug. out, I can't remember what they did in the matrix, but whatever <laughs> you get, you get, um, you get unplugged. Yeah, you get unplugged. Right. <laughs> and take uh, the red pill. Take the red. Yeah, pill. The, the red, <laughs> yeah, let's get red pill. Right. Uh, then uh, you don't know. You don't know. And and so Maxwell's book or uh, Maltz's book, Dr. Maltz's book is the one that that showed me that you can never achieve more than your most limiting belief. Yes. That's awesome. So there, there's all sorts of great books. Hey, so I'm glad I guitar. asked. Like those were two that I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah I want to read so those. Super happy that we asked. Bob, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you have your website that you want to mention and also a daily impact email that people can sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. I'm a simple guy. I keep things simple. So Berg dot com. And while there, uh, people can subscribe to my daily impact uh, emails. I say daily, it's five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, and it's a little shot of inspiration, how to and whatever in the morning to, to kind of ho- make your day just a little bit, as I like to say, more better. Awesome. (laughs) Love it. And definitely pick up the book, The Go-Giver. It is a super simple, it's a very easy read. It's parable style, right? So it's kind of the story of this guy, Joe, who meets uh, this guide and he takes him through and and walks him through these five Mm -hmm. laws. And you see it all play out in the different examples. And it's it's really an an easy read. I think it's something you could read multiple times and and take a lot away from it. So again, credit credit to John David, man, for being just a wonderful writer. I I lucked out when I uh, got to collaborate on this with him. Yeah, I listened to the Q&A, I think, with you guys at the end of the audio 
the book as yeah, well and yeah. to hear some of your your back and forth on how the book came to be. So that was really <laughs> insightful. Well, thank you again for being here. And thank you so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode. Get the links that we mentioned there over at staypaidpodcast.com as well as the video of this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to share your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review and a comment. Uh, and the best way to show your support is simply to share this episodes with a friend. If you want to get hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on social. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Bob, thank you so much. It is an honor. Such good stuff, such good wisdom. I'm definitely going to check out those books. My action item for all of you listening to this, because we want to give you an action item to take away, is you know you have to be the go-giver, right? And go get that book, read that book, uh, be the go-giver. But, you know, to break it down even more tactically is do you know what your relationships value? Or are you constantly just trying to connect based upon what you value? Do you know what they value? And, and maybe you can't do it for all 100 people or 500 people in your database right now. Pick 10 people that are your closest relationships that should be your walking ambassadors, as Bob said. And what do they value? What do they need in their life? And how do you show up for them and give immensely to them? Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 